Alrighty, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into the Get Around Podcast. We've got a very special episode for you this evening, morning, noon, night, whenever you're listening. And we do appreciate you listening. We are going to be releasing the Boys Soccer All-Region Team for the Traverse City Record Eagle. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, and joining me this week are two of the uh, finest gentlemen that uh, currently take up space on this earth. And uh, and Brett Summers, who is trying not to laugh, and James Cook, who is um, looking dapper in a a beautiful green shirt, a nice button-up. I'm assuming you got that from Kohl's. Probably. I'd say so since your wife works there. Yeah. She yeah. gets me some pretty good deals. I'd say that she's just like bags of clothes like out the back door, just like, here, James, these are free. Take these. No, she just knows when to stack like all these kind of coupons and specials and sales and stuff See, together that's a, that's, and just get ridiculous. That's a, that's a nice thing to have. That's a nice advantage mm-hmm. that your wife brings to the equation of your uh, holy, holy marriage. <laughs> Well, like I said, we've got a wonderful show for you, so let's get started right now and go over some of the honorable mentions before we get into. We actually have a trio of players of the year for you, including uh, the captain, which is the overall player of the year, the offensive player of the year, and the defensive player of the year, and that goes along with honorable mentions, a second team, and a dream team, as well as a coach of the year. Sweet. Let's get things started with the honorable mentions. We've got Austin Harris from Buckley, a senior. Jose Garcia from North Bay, a junior. Senior David Downing, a keeper from Traverse City West. Another keeper, Ethan Pike from Elk Rapids, the junior. Jaden Christensen, Elk Rapids, senior. A freshman from Elk Rapids, Preston Ball from Traverse City Central. Senior goalkeeper, Johnny Sox, followed by... Max Ranger, also a senior from Traverse City Central. A couple of strong names there. you got to love those two, Johnny Sox and Max Ranger. Uh, Jerry Gomez from Benzie Central, a senior. Hank Guest, got another strong name right there. Uh, Leland Sr. Owen Carrick from Leland, uh, a sophomore there. Uh, Ryan Bickle, a senior from Petoskey. Gavin Curley, also a senior from Petoskey. Continuing the Petoskey train, senior Dom Murray. Jonah Lehman from Boyne City, a junior. Senior Sam Davis from Grayling. Uh, Sam Harrigan, a Manistee senior. Another Traverse City Central senior, Ben Bratt. Another Traverse City Central senior after that. That would be Joe Wallacino, followed by Traverse City West junior Joe Rawlin. Dante Mucaria from Traverse City West, a junior. Sam Dunlap from Kingsley, a senior. Uh, Trevor Kintner from Kingsley, also a senior. Uh, another Kingsley senior, Noah Cole. Another Kingsley senior in Giorgio Faselli. An Elk Rapids senior, Justin Raymond. A Traverse City Christian senior, Nick Basio. And we finish it up with the best name out of all of them, Traverse City Christian junior, Johnny Mustard. We should tease that we're going to have the all-name team podcast yeah, at some coming point we're sometime down the road. All-name, all-interview, all-popcorn, I believe. For some reason, you rank popcorn mm-hmm. at the stadiums. And I don't know why you don't have a website like Snooze to You. Like Snoo- You should have an all, like a Snooze to You website, but for popcorn. Northern Michigan's preeminent authority on popcorn. On popcorn, on yeah. Stadium high, popcorn. On high school gymnasium popcorn. Millington's was solid. Yes, yeah. Like solid in its form or 
It was, wasn't. It was a liquid brand. It was very good popcorn. It was well priced. So did that solid a reasonable popcorn, quantity? Did the did the solid popcorn give you some popcorn gas? That's that's my only question. Fart joke here. It only took us <laughs> how long to make one? By the way, I'm 12 years old, at least in my mind. All right, moving on to the second team. We started off with a senior from Charlevoix. Danny Nesberg, uh, he was a defending midfielder, an all-region selection, an all-state honorable mention, and he picked up 17 goals and 14 assists as a defender, which is pretty good considering, I mean, most of your goal scorers are, are strikers, and at the forward he was doing this as a defending midfielder. Uh, the first of many Buckley Bears on this list, we have uh, Brock Beeman. He was uh, the Bears, I'd say, a humble and quiet captain. Uh, but he kept his team focused on the task at hand. He did a really good job at that. He picked up nine goals and eight assists while playing every position on the team except for goalkeeper. Also on the list, you have Traverse City Central senior Max Fiegel. He was the uh, Trojans captain and the team's most versatile and solid player. Uh, he was also one of those that had the uh, ability to play it anywhere on the field. Uh, Fiegel finished the year with uh, two goals and seven assists, but... His uh, contribution to the team is much more than just numbers, and that's, uh, you know, a, a lot of the times when we're doing these all-region teams, people look at the numbers as a way to categorize who should be where, and uh, sometimes you just have to take into effect the, uh, or uh, into account, I should say, the uh, intangibles that a player possesses. Also on that second team, uh, Chris Ursu from Leland. Uh, he was a Division Four All-State third-teamer for the Comets. Um, the senior forward uh, scored 17 goals and had seven helpers from the forward position. A back-to-back uh, -back selection for the second team is goalkeeper David Paquette from Petoskey. He's a senior. Uh, he proved to be one of the best goalkeepers in the state. Uh, he had 12 shutouts and was named uh, to the Division II All-State first team as a senior. Uh, kid once again proved uh, just how good he could be from that position. Uh, moving on to Elk Rapids junior Zach Nowak, the Division IV All-State honorable mention was strong, fast, and skilled uh, as a center back for Elk Rapids. Although he just had three goals, two of them were game winners, so the kid was clutch uh, when he needed to be. On that list as well, Cody Miller from Traverse City West. The senior uh, was an all-district selection, started 19 games for the Titans in his final year, and had four goals and seven assists as a midfielder. Next up was Callan Wildfong, the sophomore from Buckley. Usually, I mean, if for those who were able to see a Buckley game, you noticed the uh, the small blonde boy that was out there running around and, and making a... Uh, uh, a lot of slide tackles, uh, you know, although he was one of the smaller players on, on the field, he played fearless defense and uh, was Buckley's setup man with uh, 14 assists and two goals on the season. Up next uh, was Colin Graham, a junior from Kingsley. He was an all-conference first team, all-district, and all-regional selection. He also earned all-state honorable mention accolades, uh, scoring six goals, uh, three penalty kicks, and had seven assists. Also, uh, from Traverse City Central, the senior Wiley Frazier. Frazier was the Trojans' most skilled player and uh, as an attacking center midfielder. Had solid ball skills, uh, solid distribution skills, and scored five goals with four assists uh, for the Division I Trojans. From across town, Traverse City West senior Adam Hunt. Hunt finished his senior campaign as West's leading goal scorer with eight goals and also had one assist out of the midfield position in his 18 games started for the Titans. 
All right, now, before we get to the first team, I think we should probably leave some of our listeners in suspense. Of course, they have the ability to fast-forward through this. But we had a, a pretty darn good uh, soccer season this year uh, that we were covering, especially in Division Four. We had a, a really uh, tight conference uh, and difficult uh, districts that some of these teams went through. Of course, you had Buckley make it to the uh, state semifinals. Uh, you also had a great run by Leland, a uh, really good play from Elk Rapids. You had a good play from North Bay as well, although, you know, really they were they were down to about uh, one player on that team who really kind of carried them through the season. And, of course, we're going to get to that name uh, much later in the show. But, guys, uh, you know, was this a... A different season than you've seen before. I know that last year, if we were doing this show, we'd have the uh, the Michael brothers, Dalton and Donovan, on here, and, and they had been a fixture in Northern Michigan soccer for a long time. So, how was this year kind of different without them? I think one, it allowed a few more names to shine. Um, although I think the level of play and uh, with certain teams and certain players was so high this year that you know had had. The Michael brothers still been around. Um, I think they still would have gotten their due. I think as far as my four soccer season, boys soccer seasons here at Traverse City, I mean, I think this was the most competitive one kind of across the board, uh, as well as probably the most successful one. I mean, the runs that Traverse City West has made in years past really kind of sticks out and maybe overshadows some of the, the others that have made a little bit of a postseason run but I just feel like between Buckley and Leland and you know the incredible rivalry games that we got between Traverse City Central and Traverse City West this year and then all the rivalry games in that Northwest Conference between Buckley and North Bay and North Bay and Leland and Leland and Buckley and then just great play from Elk Rapids and and others Um, I just feel like so many nights out of the week you could pick just about any uh, soccer game off of the schedule and go and uh, see a pretty good game and get a pretty good story out of it. Yeah, one of the things that kind of got lost in the in the shuffle with everything that happened uh, in the in the postseason with some of our area teams was Traverse City West winning their eighth straight Big North Conference title, uh, and that's certainly an impressive run for that program. But you did, as you mentioned, you had those those three really good games between the the Titans and the Trojans. The first. Two of them were ties, which, Brett, I know is your favorite thing in the world. You love soccer ties. And I'm not talking about the garment, uh, but literally the score that, that ties, right? You like those? You're a big fan, soccer ties? Soccer ties, not so much. I, I like the shootouts. I like, uh, you know, I, I wish that the overtime periods were sudden death, make those a little more exciting. But sometimes I'm just as happy to see a shootout as I am overtime at all. I want to see a winner. I don't. I don't want to see a third number in that win-loss column. Yeah. Well, you were lucky enough to see the uh, shootout between Buckley and Leland in that regional championship game, and that was uh, you know, probably one of the the highlight moments of this of this soccer season. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, clearly, you could you could see. Um, you know how how badly each team wanted to win that game, and um, you know there always seems to be a little tension bubbling beneath the surface between those two sides. You know to have it come down to a, a shootout with everything on the line 
and you know somebody's going to take it right then and there just makes it all the more exciting. Yeah, we got uh, a couple of names from uh, the Leland roster and that Buckley roster coming up later in our show. James, are we seeing, was the best competition in Division Four this year? Yeah, I mean, you had you had so many ranked teams in that same division and, and a lot of them in the same district even. Um, that was probably the most competitive district, maybe single district that we've seen in a long, long time. And we have so many top flight teams this year. We had, you know, four or five teams that were ranked in the top ten at different parts. And then you also saw kind of the, the floor, I think, was a little bit higher across the region. And some of these teams that have really struggled over the past years uh, have been getting better. You know, Kalkaska is better. Kingsley's better. Glen Lake, Benzie. Teams like that are, uh, you know, no longer teams that you just can go on their field and count that you're going to get a, a win. Yeah, mark a W in that, you know, or mark another check in that win column for mm-hmm. sure. All right, well, let's get started on the first team, the Dream Team players. We are going to start out in Elk Rapids, senior Grayson Krakow. Krakow was the uh, spark plug engine, however you want to put it, the, the one that drove the Elks all season as the uh, as the center midfielder. Everything ran through him. The team ran through him. He was a four-year varsity starter. He's earned all-state honors as a first-teamer, second-teamer, and third-teamer since his sophomore year. So the kid really helped uh, you know, that Elks team. Unfortunately, they were in a district with North Bay and Leland and Harbor Springs. It was just That was a district that was stacked, one that you, all of those teams probably could have been in the regional had they not had to play each other in a district. Uh, and unfortunately for Elk Rapids, uh, they did fall in the district championship game to Leland. But I don't think that takes away anything from what Grayson Krakow did that season. Next up, uh, our first Buckley Bear on the Dream Team, uh, Junior Ridge Beeman. Uh, Ridge was, you know, one of the, one of Buckley's biggest offensive weapons all season. He had 32 goals and 15 assists. And uh, if you only saw him play in the postseason, uh, he may have not looked himself. Uh, and that would have been because he wasn't. He he was playing those postseason games with walking pneumonia and just kind of trying to battle his way through it. And uh, you could see it it affected him on the field, but nothing was going to keep him from playing. And, I mean, he was certainly pushing himself uh, every bit that he could, but uh, definitely deserving of this dream team nod. And uh, he was all-district, all-region, and ended up being named uh, second-team all-state as a forward. Then you've got Blaze Snaves, a sophomore from Charlevoix. He followed up a pretty solid freshman campaign with an even better sophomore year. Uh, his 28 goals and 14 assists from the forward position kept the Raiders competitive throughout the season. Uh, he was an all-region selection as well as a second-team all-state selection. Uh, we do. We were just talking about Benzie Central, so we've got a selection uh, there. Nick Robertson, the, the senior Husky, uh, he was Benzie Central's offense throughout most of the season. He racked up 29 goals, uh, which is uh, very impressive. He had three assists as a forward, uh, so he was the man that was called on in every game to be the one that scored for Benzie Central, as you can see. He was also a Division Three All-State honorable mention in his final year and uh, really just brought it for the Huskies in a season uh, that uh, you know, everyone kind of looked at him and depended on him to uh, to be the one, and uh, that that got the job done. 
Leland Jr. Nick Saffel is our, our first comment on the Dream Team. And, uh, you know, just looking at his numbers uh, really speaks to his level of consistency as well as his ability to put the ball in the net and find others to put the ball in the net. 17 goals and 18 assists on the year, helping Leland to the regional championship game. Just, uh, as I said, completely consistent player and uh, unselfish player for the Comets. We had Robertson, and now we have Roberts with Andrew Roberts from Traverse City Central, the uh, senior and three-year varsity starter. Uh, was a captain for the Trojans, played midfielder and striker for Central. Uh, he proved to be a hard worker on and off the pitch with a 3.9 grade point average in the classroom. He finished the season with a with six goals and two assists for the Division One Trojan. Ethan Vandermolen is our first Traverse City West Titan uh, to make the dream team. Uh, he's a junior. He uh, continued to improve for the Titans and uh, stepped up in the absence of the Michael brothers, who we mentioned before. He started all 20 games for West, scored six goals, had five assists, and was named to the all-district team. Now we've got another member of the Buckley Bears, uh, senior Denver Cade. Uh, he was a force at center back, uh, playing a, a physical brand of defense that, uh, that took opponents off their game. Senior had eight goals and seven assists, earning all-district all-region, and third-team all-state honors. All right, now we are going to get into the awards of the awards and reveal the coach of the year. And I think most people probably saw this one coming, uh, and that is uh, Buckley head coach John Vermilia, who helped lead his team uh, to the state semifinals uh, in which they lost to Kalamazoo Hackett by a score of 3-1. to one. But Vermilia, he took a team with an extremely limited amount of depth. This wasn't a, a team that you could sub in five, six, seven players. Uh, he could sub in maybe one or two at a time. So he depended on his best players to be out there for the entire game. In fact, some of the only times that his best players came off the field was when they got a yellow card. And then as soon as they came off, they were right back to sub, uh, to sub in. You know, the, the head coach leaned heavily on his athletes to battle for those 80 minutes, and they didn't disappoint. Uh, Buckley finished the season at 20 uh, with 20 wins, two losses, and three ties, and Vermilia was named District Coach of the Year, Regional Coach of the Year by the Michigan High School Soccer Coaches Association in his 10th year at the helm of the Buckley program. Now, I know that uh, a lot of, you know, we've gotten – Plenty of comments out there about people who did not agree with the way that Vermilia coached his team. Local and statewide. Local and statewide. We've gotten a couple letters uh, to myself. We've gotten a couple emails uh, as well saying that uh, they didn't, that the way that he coached his team to play, which was packing it in on defense uh, and stopping another team from scoring, was, I believe, a dispirited way uh, and not the way that soccer was meant to be played. Um, and, and, and not in the uh, not in the spirit of the game. And I think, well, Brett, you and I certainly agree that uh, you play to win the game, and that's what they did. They played to win the game, and they won, won a game 20 times. Yeah, the, the best I can say, you know, in response to any of those comments is that they're just a bunch of sore losers. It's that simple. You, as a coach, your job is to coach your players and put them in the best position to win, and Coach Vermilia did that game in and game out. Uh, you know, sometimes they were able to attack offensively, and sometimes, as far as uh, furthering their season, that was not in the best interest of his team. And his players understood their roles and what they needed to do. Um, and as far as 
I could tell in the number of Buckley games that I watched this season. Uh, Coach Vermilia really flawlessly executed uh, game plans, game in and game out, and um, you know he, he's deserved all of the, the honors that he's taken home so far this year. And while people may say that it's a, a way that you shouldn't play soccer, I go, well, if it's a winning way, why shouldn't you play that way? If defense is what wins games, pack it in on defense and you know make the other make the other uh, you know team try to beat you on that. Buckley did play a very physical style. They were a very physical team. The, they weren't afraid to get out there, you know, bump shoulders, uh, make slide tackles, and uh, I'll say this again: they weren't even all that afraid to to get a yellow card from time to time, and that did throw off the uh, their opponents and get them frustrated and I think that was also a uh, a strategy by Vermilia was to hey go out there and you know maybe get in their heads a little bit yeah perhaps my biggest criticism of Buckley this season uh was maybe more to do with uh just the fans in terms of being upset when fouls were called uh, against Buckley you mentioned that physical style of play that they they use and with that cards and and fouls are going to be called and the other team's not going to like it that's fine they have to deal with it but then you know the crowd should be a little more understanding when uh the other team has fewer fouls called against them uh, than buckley did so that's my one small criticism uh, of the buckley program uh including their fan base i think you can look at the buckley fans like a devoted mother that sees their child who can do no wrong and I'm pretty sure that's how the Buckley fans looked at the, those Buckley players. That's that, because they were their mothers well, uh, that, and fathers. Well, that's a really good point. But what, what, I'm, <laughs> what I was saying <laughs> is that, you know, you look at your child and your child is perfect. And, you know, that's how they – but Buckley certainly wasn't perfect. Uh, they deserved those yellow cards and sometimes probably deserved a couple more. But I, I'm not going to – knock them for that physical style of play especially since it uh, resulted in success yeah and I, I, for me I enjoyed seeing that kind of play I liked seeing a team really get after it and uh, put bodies on the line and take chances um, you know to try to set something up to to try and earn an edge and uh, it worked a lot of the time and, and who's to say that there's just one way to play soccer you know, when somebody else comes along and does something so kind of dramatically different from what a lot of teams have, have done around here, I think it's kind of natural for some people to be surprised or, or not like it. I mean, people don't like change. But, there's you know, there's more than one way to play soccer. And Buckley came out and played a different way of soccer, and they beat most of the teams that they played with it. You know, uh, if you get coaches, and we saw the letter from an opposing coach that was sent to the Buckley coach, if you're upset that you can't, score against these guys and you but you're maintaining that you're the much more skilled team shouldn't you then you shouldn't you should have scored some goals then shouldn't you i mean you know so if you can criticize your a coach for for coaching his team that way then you know maybe you should have coached your team a little bit better to to be able to handle that yeah, I think it's I think it's unfortunate especially for the players who put in that much hard work that I mean there was some some terms thrown around at Buckley calling them dirty, calling their play disgusting, calling their play a disgrace. And you think about these high school kids, right? I mean, they're hearing those things, they're seeing those things, and I just hope for them that uh, they don't allow that to take away from their accomplishments this year. 
Speaking of Buckley and defense, let's get into our defensive player of the year. Uh, this one was a, a pretty, pretty much a, a slam dunk for us, and that is about as unanimous as last week's Annika D selection for Girls Golf Player of the Year. I'd say you are correct. So yes, for you Buckley fans that were worrying that you hadn't heard his name yet, uh, Joey Weber, the senior goalkeeper. Basically, what can you say about this kid that wasn't already said by the the photo that was floating around uh, on Twitter after the uh, regional championship against Leland uh, when Weber had picked up his fifth straight shutout of the postseason, and there was a picture on Twitter that was just of a brick wall, and it said Joey Weber's new profile pick. Weber w- Weber was fantastic out of the out of the keeper position. Uh, he had 15 shutouts, like I said, five straight in the. Uh, in the postseason, two of those were in the regional tournament against number three Western Michigan Christian and number two Leland, and those went into double overtime and then went into shootouts. And he was able to stop all but two goals out of out of eight shots uh, to win those games. He allowed just 14 goals, and that ended with a, a 0.56 goals against average in 25 games. Uh, he had, I mean, he was like a, a spider in the net uh, and and between the posts. Uh, they won. Buckley won a, a district championship and won their first regional title in program uh, history. And I think the most impressive thing here is for someone who counts soccer as his second sport, or just as he's told me, a sport that he plays for fun. His main sport is basketball. Um, he was an elite keeper, and it earned him first team All State honors. So Joey Weber, our defensive player of the year. And after the Offensive Player of the Year, um, we go to another team from that, uh, that same district uh, with uh, Leland Jr. Cobe Lund. Uh, Lund was the epitome of a top-notch scorer in uh, 2017. He provided all a coach could ask for offensively during his junior year. Um, I mean, he had gaudy numbers with 42 goals, 20 assists, and uh, was just you know your pr- prototypical goal-scoring forward. Uh, quick feet, confident dribbling, and intelligent passing combined with a leg uh, that was accurate, earned him uh, no-brainer selection as uh, the, hot, the Soccer Coaches Association's first team All-State. Uh, he led the Comets to a district title, scored four goals in the first half of the regional semifinal against Ross Common. After making such a vast improvement from his uh, sophomore to junior campaigns, Lund is a uh, definite candidate to repeat his player of the year in 2018, especially considering that our captain upcoming is a senior. Yeah, as both of you know, I, I was always on the the Coblund uh, train and wanted him as athlete of the week several times and was denied each and every time. Uh, he did have that week where he scored, and uh, in, in one of those games was against uh, Western Michigan Christian. He had this uh, week where he scored six goals and had five assists uh, for the Comets. And I mean, watching him out there on the field, he was just. He was as confident as you can get, and it was a quiet confidence. Like he, he knew that he was always one of the best players on the field, and it was clear by what he did. I mean, 42 goals and 20 assists. Uh, the, the kid was putting up great numbers this season for Leland. Yeah, he's, he's a player that, you know, defenses, you basically had to mark him with two guys if you wanted any hope of containing him, just too fast, too skilled. I mean, as far as uh, being a Leland Comet, because uh, he had transferred in uh, from Traverse City West, I mean, he, he, he's the prototypical Comet in, in the fact that he's a technician and, uh, you know, and he, he was a perfect fit for, for Joe Berta's uh, program in Leland and uh, certainly one of the best players that we watched take the field game in and game out all year long. 
Yeah, those four goals that he scored in the first half of uh, of the regional uh, semifinal against Ross Common were, I mean, beautiful goals. Just it, it, it was almost like target practice for him, and he was hitting his target every single time. So, yeah, congrats to Koblund, the Leland Jr., who still has his senior year to go as our Offensive Player of the Year. Now, are we doing another drum roll here? So, our Player of the Year, the captain for the Traverse City Record All-Region Dream Team is... Take it away, Brett. North Bay's Brett Dyer. He was a man on fire for North Bay all season. Racked up 35 goals, 11 assists. Uh, he was the, the go-to option for North Bay all season long. He could have had more goals. Um, oh, certainly. But, certainly uh, could have had 50-plus on it. I think he could have had... 50-plus goals this season. I agree, but uh, North Bay head coach Tom Spencer uh, generally has a policy in place that says no single player scores more than three goals in a game. I don't like that policy. I, I, sorry, Tom, I don't like that one either. I like you, Tom. Tom, you're a great guy, but I don't like that policy. Uh, but Dyer was okay with that. He's, he's always a selfless kid on the field, uh, definitely a leader for that team. And uh, the only time Spencer was able to violate that three-goal rule was in a 7-3 win against Benzie Central in which he scored six goals. Yeah. Uh, and that was because Benzie kept it close. I believe it was 4-3 in the second half. Yep. And they needed every one of those six rockets off Dyer's foot uh, in that one. And he assisted um, on the other. He did. He assisted on the other. Uh, the Michigan High School Coaches Association um, somehow completely snubbed him with a third team selection. Oh, they missed this one. Selection. Huge. Probably, oh, just an enormous snub. Uh, and this being his, his senior year, that, that caps a stellar four-year career at North Bay for Dyer, and uh, he'll definitely go down as one of the better players uh, in northern Michigan uh, for quite some time. Yeah, I, I think one of my... Uh, greatest regrets so far as uh, as a sports writer here in Traverse City Central is that I never had a chance to see Dyer play, and uh, that, that bums me out. I've heard about all of the great things that he has done, uh, but the fact that I didn't get to see him skillfully take to that take to the pitch, um, uh, I would say, is pretty unfortunate. Because I know Brett, you had a chance to see him. Yeah, I, I actually saw the, uh, the the last time I saw him play was that second half against Benzie. Um, so I saw him net uh, a few goals. But then, you know, the other thing about Dyer is that he was probably North Bay's best defender as well, not just uh, an offensive wizard. Uh, Tom Spencer seemed like a lot of times after I would talk to him, um, you know, he, he was kind of scratching his head a little bit like, oh, should I have moved him back to defense uh, sooner in, in a couple of their losses? Or there was a first-round district playoff game that North Bay played against Elk Rapids. And um, North Bay got off to a pretty quick start, had a lead, a couple goals for Dyer, I believe. Head coach Tom Spencer thought that uh, Dyer might be able to get one more and make it a little more commanding. Uh, but Elk Rapids rallied pretty furiously, and before Spencer knew it, the, the game was already uh, back close and tied. And you know he, he was talking after that game, which ended up to be a 4-3 overtime loss, that you know he... he kind of was regretting maybe not moving Dyer back to defense sooner uh, to help protect that lead instead of chasing a bigger lead. And, uh, I mean, when you're talking about one player having that type of impact on both ends of the field, um, you know, in a playoff game, um, let alone any game, I mean, that just really speaks to the specialness of of his caliber uh, as a player. 
Yeah, it was a shame, obviously, that his career had to come to an end uh, right there because, uh, you know, they were, again, in such a difficult district that had they been playing in, in any other one without those teams, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, North Bay certainly could have uh, won a district. And I know Tom Spencer was uh, super confident in his team and uh, was thinking state championship, uh, you know, for, for North Bay. And, I, and he's also, I think, a, a very tough player because uh, one of the games that I saw him play in, uh, he took just a huge hit, like an airborne, you know, two guys going after the ball in the air and took a huge hit. It was almost like he just got straight out tackled. You know, I, I think it was a kind of hit that uh, would knock a lot of players out of the game, but he, he stayed in there, uh, finished and played the rest of the game, and uh, you really wouldn't have noticed the difference. Well, that is going to wrap it up. Let's. I want to go over this one more time to see just how talented this dream team would be if if there was an all-star game and they had a chance to play together. You have uh, Grayson Krakow again from Elk Rapids, Ridge Beeman from Buckley, Blaze Snaves from Fr- Charlevoix, and he's, like I said, he's just a sophomore, Nick Robertson from Benzie Central, Nick Saffel from Leland, Andrew Roberts from Traverse City Central, Ethan Vandermolen from Traverse City West, Denver Cade from Buckley, and then you have in, in goal Joey Weber and then two... Uh, insanely talented players in Koblund and Brett Dyer. Uh, I think that's a team that uh, goes undefeated and wins the state championship, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would agree. That's a that's an all star team for for sure. And uh, you know, a lot of not not many one dimensional, not any one dimensional players uh, on that team. Uh, guys that could uh, kind of morph and and go all over the field and do do whatever uh, the coach needed them to do. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the Get Around Podcast as we released the boys' soccer all-region team. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, and again alongside me this week were James Cook and Brett Summers. I appreciate you checking out this episode. Make sure you listen next week where we will reveal the all-region girls and boys cross-country teams. So that's coming up next week, and uh, you guys have yourself a great rest of the day. Thank you.